from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Oh, friends, I don't remember the last time I recorded three podcasts in a day. It's been a while. It has been a little while, but I am feeling good, and I am remembering that there is a lot of joy in booking. And that's the name of the show, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is uh, the Corona Cup. We're getting through this second round. We're just going to get it done. All right. We're just going to get it done. I'm not going to rush because rushing is never good. But I figure I've got the afternoon. I've got some time. Let's do another one. We just did in a previous episode uh, earlier this morning. We did pages 9 through 16. And then I opined about Lindsay Dorado. Oh, Lindsay, what trouble will you have gotten in now since it'll be about a week and a half or so before I this episode sees the light of day? Uh, so let's dive right into it. The Lucha House Party, which was the team we left off with uh, on page 17, taking on the Destruction Crew, Wayne Bloom and Mike Enos. I think we got to go with the Destruction Crew. As much as I love Lince Dorado and appreciate him standing up to uh, bags of douche, uh, I think the Destruction Crew is the clear winner of this episode, this episode, this match. Um, A great matchup coming up in the next one, folks. Get ready. The great Muta and Masa Chono, part of NWO Japan, taking on Batista and Rey Mysterio. Now, I said in the last episode that I wasn't going to uh, do a lot of Googling. But as you can hear me rummaging for my Chromebook, I think I'm going to do a little bit of Googling for this one. Uh, So Muta and Chono, obviously I've searched for them before. Uh, Three Musketeers with Shinya Hashimoto. Um, Let's see here. We have... Nope. None of that has to do with tag titles. So let's just click on... And maybe they never won a tag title. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, Let's go here to click on the Great Muta. Love him, love him, love him. Let's see here. And tag teams. All right. He is a two-time champion. uh, IWGP tag with uh, Chono. Uh, They won the 1997 G1 Tag League. What is interesting about that is in 97, he wins with Chono. In 98, he wins with uh, the bread man, Kojima. And in 99, he wins with Scott Flash Norton. So that's great that he won, but it also means it's not as exciting um, if he won it then with other people. Uh, so let's see. Tag Team of the Year in 1990 with Masachono. Interesting. That is interesting to me because uh, they didn't, you know, maybe they won the titles way back then. Um, but, you know, Tag Team of the Year, according to Tokyo Sports. And then he was part of the Tag Team of the Year in 2005 with Akibono. Akibono and Great Muda were the Tag Team of the Year in 2005. Or perhaps we shouldn't trust Tokyo Sports. Uh, let's look up Batista and Rey Mysterio. 
Um, do they have a... Oh, this is a different wiki. BradyWWE.Fandom.com. Don't necessarily know if I trust this. Let's... Yeah, let's... I, I, don't, I don't trust Brady Wiki. Let's go to Rey Mysterio's page. Let's check on his championships and accomplishments in the WWE. Uh, only one time winning the tag titles with Batista. Again, Edge, RVD, Eddie Guerrero, and then Batista. Let's see. Do they include him teaming with Dominic? New Japan, AAA... Teaming with Sin Cara, completely forgot about that. I suppose I should just type in the name Batista, Survivor Series. All right, so found a tag partner in Batista, defeated Eminem in 2000, what is this, five or six, to win the tag team champions, dedicated to Eddie, lost the match. All right, so they weren't a tag team for very long is what I'm hearing here. Uh, so I think then, in that case, since neither of them has a name, uh, I think we're going to go with Muda and Chono. Um, probably historical context would bear that out too if we're considering Japanese historical context. Uh, the natural disasters are going to easily defeat uh, Ishii and Yano. As much fun as I have watching Yano and Ishii, for that matter. Uh, yeah. Earthquake and Typhoon, fantastic team. Uh, one of the teams I saw very early on in my wrestling career easily stuck into my head, these two behemoths, 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 behemoths. I think behemoth is the right way to say it. Either way, they win. They have a name, if anything. And then La Resistance versus the Impact Players. Now, that's an interesting one. Uh, La Resistance is not a huge part of my wheelhouse because most of their run happened when I wasn't watching wrestling regularly. So I don't know much about Sylvain Grenier and Rene Dupree, unless we're adding in French sympathizer Robert Conway. Uh, and the Impact players, I'm not a Just Incredible guy. I've never been a Just Incredible guy. I probably should be. He's better than I probably give him credit for. But it's just not for me. Um, as much as I like Lance Storm. Yeah, I do like Lance Storm. I had to remember that because I was thinking of X Factor. Um, I, I don't want to pull my Chromebook back out and look up. Historical context. Do any of them have historical context? Like La Resistance was an interesting post 9-11 thing, post uh, the Un-Americans thing but I don't think there's a whole lot of historical context there. The Impact players, perhaps the last great team to come out of ECW, but then they didn't, it's not like they went to, um, you know, Lance Storm went to WCW. Just Incredible eventually showed up in the WWEF, but I can't say there's a lot of historical context there either. So if we go through our rules... Named versus unnamed doesn't matter. I can name all the people. I've seen both of them. Historical context is out. I think I'm just going with personal preference. And if I had to rank these four people, it would go Lance Storm, a big gap, Rene Dupree, another gap, Sylvan, and 
just incredible. So I think just purely on my love of Lance Storm, I will give the win to the Impact players. The Midnight Rockers versus the Colossal Connection. All right, let's get into it. Midnight Rockers, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, pre-WWF. Uh, I'm just going to need to pull the Chromebook out. I have a feeling this is going to be a Chromebooky episode. Uh, I'm not going to look up Lobber's Distance versus the Impact players, but I am going to look up the Midnight Rockers, AWA, because they won a bunch of titles, if I remember correctly. <sighs> breathe, DC, breathe. They are two-time AWA champions two-time AWA Southern Tag Champions, um, Tag Team of the Year in 1989. The Colossal Connection has Haku, and it has Andre the Giant, and I love both of them. And they did win the WWF Tag Titles once, but they, let's see, began teaming in... The latter half of 89, um, helping Andre last longer by having Haku be the workhorse. Uh, and then this was post-brain bust. Bleh. I can't talk. This is post-brain busters leaving WWF after their brief run. So they needed to be, a, the Heenan family needed a tag team. This was a good tag team. And let's see here. Uh, oh, this is an interesting story. Okay. So, according to Wikipedia, 89 Survivor Series. They're the Heenan family. They're supposed to be teaming with Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Because the Brain Busters haven't left yet, but they're gonna. And they're facing the Warriors. Ultimate Warrior, Jim Neidhart, and, interestingly enough, the Rockers. Um, Tully Blanchard gets fired... On the day of Survivor Series 89, again, according to Wikipedia, uh, because he's coked out. And so he's got cocaine in the system, so they fire him. And they need someone to wrestle. So Bobby Heenan has to wrestle at Survivor Series 89 with Andre and Arn and Haku. Uh, what that might be my is that my favorite Survivor Series team? I'm a whole. <laughs> Mental note, where's an index card? It's not even a mental note. I have to do a mini tournament of Survivor Series teams, don't I? I do. I flippin' do. All right. Well, I'm glad I recorded this because, yeah, I got to do that. And I got to get it done quick. So, either way, um, they win the tag titles, the Colossal Connection, in December. They lose at WrestleMania, and then it's over. So duration-wise, as much as I love the Colossal Connection, and I do, uh, and the Midnight Rockers have to win this because they were a team far longer and they were um, multiple-time AWA champions. Colossal Connection only won once. What a great story. What a fabulous story that was. Uh, the Hardys in the new brood taking on Larry Henning and Harley Race. I don't care that I've never seen Larry Henning and Harley Race. They win. Um, whether or not they defeat the Midnight Rockers is a different thing, but they're taking on the Hardys of early new brood Hardys. They would, they would beat Matt to death with Jeff. 
Larry Henning and Harley Racewood. Uh, that's an easy one. The Lightning Express versus Eminem. You know, the Lightning Express had a very good run. They had a very good run. They should not have lasted as long as they did in this tournament. Uh, old Tim Horner and Brad Armstrong. But Eminem beats them. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to look up anything. Eminem wins. They have Molina. Eminem wins. And then Wyndham and Rhodes taking on DX. What a great battle between four Hall of Famers. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Barry Windham, Dustin Rhodes. What a fantastic match. I would pay money to see it. Um, historical context is not going to favor Wyndham and Rhodes at all. This is, this is 2010's DX. This is Spirit Squad DX. But both of those guys, you know, maybe you can say Shawn Michaels is not in his prime at that time. Maybe you can say Triple H is not in his prime at that time. But they were both excellent. And you could make a case that Wyndham and Rhodes may have not been in their primes while they were teaming. Rhodes' prime probably was still to come. Um, Wyndham's prime, probably something I can't answer, not being a Barry Wyndham expert, but might be he might have been actually a little, little, tiny bit past his prime when this happened. I, I think we got to go with DX. Sorry to those Wyndham and Rhodes lovers. I, I feel you. I understand you. But I think we got to go with DX in that one. Page 21. We're cruising now. Uh, Rey Mysterio and RVD taking on Kadaro, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Again, what a phenomenal match that would be. You've got Rey Mysterio, high flyer extraordinaire. RVD, daredevil, got the martial arts skills. Um, again, he is a high flyer, but he's a, his own. RVD was really his own style of wrestler. Tyson Gid, technical wizardry, um, could fly a bit, just excellent. And then you have Cesaro, who can, period, do, period, anything, period. Uh, what a fantastic match. I got to go with Kadaro here because that is still probably my favorite. Um, hmm. Is it my favorite Cesaro team? It's either that or the bar, I got to think. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think so. They're, they were just so good. So, so, so good. I'll have to make a point of going back and watching some of their matches. Kadara wins. And then, ooh, <laughs> the Russian team uh, taking on Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling 2. Again, what an amazing match. Jeremy Glenn, the old school wrestling fans, uh, would be in hog heaven, but should have been what they called hog wild, by the way. Hog heaven. Uh, watching that match. Um, Russian team has a name. The Russian team probably wins in the historical context piece. Magnum TA does have historical context, but that Magnum TA Mr. Wrestling 2 story that Jeremy shared in a hot tag, probably not as well known. I think we got to go with the Russians. I'm sorry here. I know I'm, I may be letting Jeremy down a bit, although I, I don't think he can argue with Eminem versus Lightning Express. He might make a case for Wyndham and Rhodes beating DX. And maybe he thinks Magnum and Mr. Wrestling should beat the Russians since the babyfaces should always win in the blow-off matches. Although this is a tournament, so maybe it's different. But I'm going with the Russians. By the way, 
our uh, second round consolation matchups here. Destruction Crew versus Muda and Chono. Natural Disasters versus Impact Players. Midnight Rockers versus Henning and Race. Eminem versus DX. Love it. Kodaro versus the Russians. Fantastic. I want to see Cesaro and Nikita Koloff in the same ring um, because they actually look, now that I think about it, maybe they're related. I don't think they're related, obviously, but that would be great to see the two of them. Uh, the Rhodes brothers were mentioning Dustin again, this time he and Cody taking on 3MB, Heath Slater, and Drew McIntyre. Um, I think a Drew McIntyre... Dustin Rhodes match is awesome. Now, this is the... I can't remember if this is Gold Dustin Cody or if this is like AEW version. I don't think so. I don't think I counted the AEW version. This is, I think, Dust uh, Gold Dust and Cody, but I don't really recall. But either way, uh, I like Dustin. I'm giving him the win. Um, not wild about 3MB, let's just face it. If this was McIntyre and Jinder, it would be a whole other story, but it ain't. The Anti-Fun Police versus Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. The Anti-Fun Police lost to the Hollywood Blondes. Glenn was very gracious in that. I think he'd have to be very gracious in this. He, they can't beat the Shield. They can't beat the Shield. They can't beat the Shield. So the Anti-Fun Police, they're still alive. We'll still have some uh, matches to talk about with them. But it won't be against Rollins and Reigns. Rollins and Reigns wins and advances to take on the Rhodes Brothers. Again, a match pretty sure we've seen. Uh, the Bucks of Youth, who lost to the Midnight Express, taking on Evolution, that mystery. Um, this would be Batista and Flair. So the Young Bucks versus Batista and Flair. What do you want me to do? I mean, what do you want me to do? If this was uh, the Young Bucks versus the, the Hardys as the new brood, I'd give the match to the Young Bucks. I would. If it was against the Impact players or La Resistance, I'd give the match to the Young Bucks. I would. But this is Evolution, one of the great stables of the 2000s. Batista and Flair, an excellent team, even though Ric Flair is nowhere near his prime. Uh, Batista probably not yet at his prime. I still got to go with Evolution there. Oh, oh. I remember seeing this earlier and thinking of how much it was going to hurt, and it's, it's happening, folks. It's happening. AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels taking on the Bulldog and Owen. Just let me watch Daniels wrestle Owen Hart a hundred times. That's all I want. I'm not asking for much. Just let me see it. I can't. Just like I couldn't vote for the Young Bucks, I can't vote for Styles and Daniels uh, because Bulldog and Owen was an amazing team. I liked Owen and Yoko a little bit better, but Bulldog and Owen, fantastic. Camp Cornette, fantastic. Hart Foundation, fantastic. Uh, they'll take on Evolution. In what would be, again, fantastic matchup. If I do, I haven't decided if I'm doing, I don't think I'm going to do a battle royal. I don't think that's fair. But I have, what do we have here? 264. I could do a little 64 team of these people who have lost. But that also doesn't seem right. That seems like a lot of work. 
do I do a battle royal? Uh, we don't need to worry about it now, but that's where I'm thinking. Anyways, let's move on. Twin Towers versus the Blue Bloods, Regal and Dave Taylor. I'll say this. I'll say this. If this were Regal and Eaton, there would be no question that they would win. But it's not Regal and Eaton. It is Regal and Squire David Taylor. And I like them, but there is another version of that team in this tournament, I'm pretty sure. So because of that and because of my love for Brandon Banks, I'm giving the win to the Twin Towers. All right? That's all I'm saying. I'll give the win to Akeem the African Dream and the Big Boss Man. Uh, the Un-Americans versus Kurt Henning and Scott Hall. Now, the Un-Americans, this is Christian and Lance Storm. I'll say the uh, same thing. It's the exact same thing. There is another version of the Un-Americans team. Now, I can't remember if the Storm and Regal team is still alive in the tournament, but I know another version exists. Um, and Kurt Henning and Scott Hall, from what I have seen of them, were pretty amazing. And so I am giving the win to them. Twin Towers will take on Henning and Hall in the next round of this Constellations. Uh, we're just going to keep pushing through, folks. I don't know if I'm going to get all of this done, but I'm getting... I've done eight pages already, which is usually where I stop, but we're going to keep going. We're going to press on. The Fabulous Ones taking on the Royal Brothers. Oh, oh! I did a little bit of... Uh, I had done some, some tweaking of the brackets. Uh, I don't know if you caught on in that episode. I was very subtle about it. Uh, but I had done some tweaking of the brackets to allow Dusty and Magnum to advance... Um, so it's the Fabulous Ones against the Royal Brothers, and then I've got the Brothers of Destruction against the Golden Boys. So here's what I'm going to do. I can't... Obviously, the Brothers of Destruction have to defeat the Golden Boys, with, exception, with apologies to Regal and Brookside. You're not beating The Undertaker and Kane. Just not happening. Um, but I want Glenn to be happy. And I think I've made Jeremy happy in previous things. So I will give the Royal Brothers the win over the Fabulous Ones. Now, that does just set up the Royal Brothers against the Brothers of Destruction. But hey, maybe they'll have figured out a solution to that problem. Maybe they'll be the ones to solve the B.O.D. The Faces of Fear versus... Wow, Regal was in a lot of teams. Here he is again. The Faces of Fear versus Tajiri and Regal. Man, I've got Haku and Regal and Tajiri all in the same thing. Named versus unnamed faces of fear, get that. I know who they all are. I've seen them all. Um, historical context. I think probably would go to the faces of fear. Um, not, not that there's a ton for either team. And... I love William Regal, but the Faces of Fear was a was a great, great tag team. And I want them to get the win over the team of Chijiri and Regal. And then Pretty Wonderful is defeating the Decay, which is an impact team. I think Abyss and Crazy Steve. 
It's amazing what I've picked up from this this uh, tournament here. Uh, but Pretty Wonderful is going to win to take on the Faces of Fear uh, on WCW Saturday night, everyone. What a great show. Put that on Peacock. Put the whole thing on Peacock. I'm going to pause. I feel like I'm going 100 miles an hour. Is there caffeine in this blueberry pomegranate water? No, there's not. The AHA company wouldn't do that to me. Man, it tastes really good, even though there's 0% juice, no fat, no sodium, no carbs, no sugars, no protein. It's just water and natural flavors, whatever that means. But no caffeine. And there's a QR code. Scan here for more food information. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But it's good to know you could. Aha, a renewed sense of hydration. Well, let me tell you, I've been drinking a lot of this. I'm on a seltzer kick. Um, whether it's the stuff I make, i got to find the bottles. Um, or it's this, or it's Schweppes Lemon Lime. Uh, I'm very hydrated. I'll say that. This little weird kind of pause here. I am very, very hydrated. Though I, I will also say I haven't had to pause uh, an episode to run to the bathroom. So I suppose that, that means something. All right. I took a little break. Kind of cooled the engines down. That Survivor Series team tournament is a great idea. The Dream Team. Uh, Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake, right? That's the Dream Team, pretty sure. Taking on Chronic, Brian Adams, and Brian Clark. <sighs> they both have names. I know who they are. We're at the point where I just get to pick. I like Chronic a lot. I want them to win. Uh, and then... Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser taking on the Calamari Catch Kings. Um, I still don't know their names, but again, Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser are not that good of a team. We'll give the win to CCK, though they're taking on Chronic, so it's been fun while it lasted, fellas. The Smoking Guns. I believe this is the babyface version because I don't see the word Sonny written anywhere. Taking on Kidman and Mysterio. I'll tell you what. I've been doing a lot of work with spreadsheets the last week or two and tracking matches that are ranked on cage match seven or higher. Rey Mysterio's in a lot of them. And that Kidman-Mysterio team was, according to the people who vote on cage match, ridiculously good. So I am giving the win to Kidman and Mysterio, even though they don't have a name. I suppose they would be the Filthy Animals. But they're a good, good team. And then DiBiase and Williams are going to defeat the Gangsters. Yes, yes, their hair is tremendous. They will defeat the Gangsters, even though... Um, even though... You could make a case that historical context would favor the gangsters. Gangstas. We'll go with DiBiase and Williams. Taking on Kidman and Mysterio. Those poor boys. Oh, we're on the last page. All right. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap up this round right now.
Let's do it, you and me, together. Uh, FSU versus the North. Uh, apologies to Mark Andrews and Eddie Dennis, who I believe was FSU. Uh, but the North was real good. I've seen one or two matches of the North, one against the Motor City Machine Guns. And pretty, they're real good. Josh Alexander, I'm telling you. Legit. Legit. Should be scooped up by uh, WWE. I know they don't want to do indie people, but he's real good. Uh, Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck versus the Killer Elite Squad. We will go with the Killer Elite Squad here. They have a name. They're a very good team. Um, maybe if Harry Smith has now been released, uh, maybe Davy Boy goes back to New Japan. Maybe we see a reforming. Maybe AEW. You know, that would be smart. AEW should scoop up Harry Smith and reform the Killer Elite Squad in AEW because Lance Archer is not going to win a major title. He's not a single star. With all of these people, with your Daniel Bryans and your Punks and your Jerichos and your all of those folks, he's not going to crack through. But you put him, you reform the Killer Elite Squad, and you give him Davy Boy Smith Jr., and whether it's with Minoru Suzuki or not, and you let them run through the tag ranks going up against the Lucha Brothers or LAX, that's the move. That's what you do. Ooh, that'd be good. You heard it here first, friends. Or maybe you heard it somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know what you listen to. Uh, DX versus the night. <laughs> DX versus the 90s. <laughs> that did happen. DX, the 90s version, taking on the Spirit Squad. We got to go with DX, obviously. Huge historical context. And then the uh, late WCW era Steiners taking on the London Riots. Let's see, we're at the point now where all these UK teams are here, and I can't remember who is who. Uh, I'm turning to my phone now because, again, I don't want to move stuff around to get my Chromebook out. Who are the London Riots? London Riots. Wrestler. I thought they were geese outside. I thought there were geese outside bothering me, but they're not. It's just children. Uh, let's see. We have James Davis and Rob Lynch, the London Riots, uh, wrestled for five years. Hey, you know what? We've done it a couple times already. There's another version of the uh, Steiner Brothers out there somewhere, um, and they're the better version. So this is the inferior version. So we will give the win to the London Riots. You're welcome. The British Invasion versus Bockwinkle and Stevens. I just gave you the London Riots. I'm not giving you the British Invasion. Bockwinkle and Stevens wins. DIY versus Aussie Open. Pull my phone back out. I forget who Aussie Open is. I don't know all these teams. I heard your hot, your hot tags. They were great, but I, I don't know who these people are. Aussie Open is, wait for it to load, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, as opposed to James Davis and Rob Lynch. You know, they need more interesting names. There's nobody in there called Harland or Braun Breaker or Von Wagner. The names are dumb, but at least they're, you know, you're not going to confuse them with somebody else. Uh, yeah, we got to go with DIY. DIY, again, historical context favors them because of the way it ended, but still, they were a great team. Uh, our last two matchups. Oh, this is a good one. 
Ooh. <laughs> Imperium versus the Brain Busters. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm marking out, everyone. I'm marking out. Oh, my goodness. Tully and Arn, Eichner and Bartell. Oh, Arn, Eichner, Bartell, Blanchard. Oh, almost crying. Just the idea is so beautiful. Uh, there is another version, although technically I suppose Ringkampf is around there too somewhere. Although maybe they didn't make it this far. They might not have. Let me flip. Let me flip be flip. Let me flippy flip. I didn't see him. Did I miss them? Let's see how fast I can skim. No, they must not have. So ring count must not have made it this far. Okay. Um, so, Tully and Arn are already advanced. I can see them at the top of page 29. Um, I think we will give the win to Imperium. Over the Brain Busters. Let's assume Walter got involved. Um, let's assume the rest of the Heenan family got involved. We got a Walter Haku face-off, which... <laughs> oh, I'd weep. I'd weep with joy. Uh, and then the Von Eriks are going to defeat Makabe and Yano. Sorry, Yano. I do love you, but not in this tournament. Von Eriks versus Imperium. Man, that would be fun. That would be so fun. All right. We're done. We have finished that round. So now what I need to do is I need to go back through these 32 pages and I need to calculate the 64 teams that lost. And I need to decide, am I doing a tournament? I suppose I could get it done in another episode. I could do that. Or do I do some battle royals, which were fun and a nice little wrinkle. Um... I'm not going to ask for input because I have a feeling I'll record an episode before you hear this episode. Uh, so I will leave it open to what I decide to do. I, a tournament would make sense. There are real good teams in here that probably just... Oh, Lance Storm and William Regal didn't advance. They lost to the Fantastics. What am I doing? You know what's nice, though? William Regal is going to be... If I did Battle Royals, William Regal would be in there like six times. Golden Boys... Uh, Regal and Tajiri, Regal and Taylor, <laughs> Regal and Lance Storm. Oh, I could do World War Three, just do. Although it would be 128 wrestlers, it'd have to be like seven rings. Oh my God, the chaos! Uh, let's do another tangent. I don't know if you ever have had the chance to watch um, a high school amateur wrestling meet, a big one. So what would happen is there would be, we wrestled Wednesdays and Saturdays. We had Wednesday night match, and then we'd wrestle all day on Saturday. Wednesday would be one team. So the team from the local technical school would come to our agriculture high school, or we would go somewhere else, and you'd wrestle, you know, there's weight classes starting at 103 pounds, going all the way up to heavyweight, which was 275. Um... And you would have those matchups. 
usually you'd start somewhere in the middle and loop around so that way it wasn't always the heavyweights that you know that because you get points depending on the victory kind of very similar to like a round robin tournament uh if i remember correctly it's six points for a pin three points if it's uh you win on points if you essentially the mercy rule if you get like 10 points ahead of someone that's a certain number of points regardless um but then on saturdays you would go to these big meets where there would be you know maybe eight or 12 teams and they could do it different ways you could either do you know there's 12 teams here you're gonna wrestle three of them um over the course of somebody is screaming you're gonna wrestle three of them over the course of the day or four um or it would be a tournament and tournaments were insane because you'd have this huge high school gym where they would set up six wrestling mats you know two 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 um and you would have to listen because it's a tournament you know yes you're earning points for your school but it's a singles tournament so you'd be there listening and you'd hear dc matthews from agriculture high school you're going to be taking on uh cody rhodes from technical high school on map four you're up next on map four and you'd have to be listening and you'd immediately go down you'd find which one map four was usually it would go you know one two three four. you can't see what i'm doing um and you'd get ready and then you're teammate might be wrestling on mat one at that time and you could go two or three hours between matches depending on how things were going like it was crazy so just imagine sitting in the bleachers and there's six mats two wrestlers per mat there's a referee there's coaches on either side and we some years we had an assistant coach some years we didn't senior year i was on the mat coaching um the younger kids on my team because I was always a better coach, motivator, teacher than a wrestler. And my coach said that to me senior year. He's like, you're way better at this aspect, you know, than a wrestler. I was not a good wrestler. I've said that many, many times. Proprioception, where the knowledge of where my body is in space, terrible. Um, killer instinct, not really there. Uh, but, you know, I would hear, young boy Joseph, you're wrestling at Matt 2. And I'd grab young boy Joseph and we'd go over. Because if my coach was on Matt 5, he couldn't be in two places at once. So I'd go. Sometimes Trevor, who was on my team, he'd come too. Because you could have two people sitting. There'd be two chairs on one side for one, t- one wrestler, two chairs on the other side. Um, and we would... You know, we would be the ones kind of coaching them through it and cheering them on and all of that stuff. It's madness. So when I think of imagining six or seven rings with like 20 wrestlers per ring, I remember those days of being a high school wrestler and just watching that. It's fun. It is fun. But I can't imagine 120 wrestlers. (laughs) Oh, my God. 120 wrestlers wrestling in six rings at one time. Uh Chaos. Kind of want to do it, though. Kind of want to do a 128-man battle royal. And as, as you get down to, like, five or less, you move into another ring. Uh, oh, how fun. All right, there, friends. Um, 
I have a Survivor Series tournament to go plan. So I can't be talking to you anymore. I got work to do. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, and I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking. <laughs>